Yeah, I think now with this whole development, I think you're going to see a lot of bigger movement, decentralized AI coming. That's the next thing. Which is already a thing? Yeah, for like tokens like Filecoin stuff like that where you just store data, fully decentralized, I think those will become more essential moving forward. Mm-hmm. Do you think that AI will be more on blockchain tech. I mean, which one we get first? Because there are already some like AI coins out there. I don't know too many about them. Much. I don't know much about them either. Welcome back to another week of Sometimes Crypto. Your favorite crypto podcast. What? Sometimes. The Unscripted Crypto Podcast, I guess. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> we forgot today. <laughs> it's been a very active weekend. But before we get there. But before we get there. By the time this comes out, happy Thanksgiving to those who celebrate Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. I hope happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day. Hopefully you guys are getting your faces stuffed with food. <laughs> William's like, I'm going to pause. He's like, pause. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> like Alex said, very active, very weekend. active weekend. Lots of stuff happened. Where do you want to start? That's a good question. There's so much. <laughs> there is a lot. Um, where do you feel most comfortable starting? I can care less. Where do you think the audience would like to hear the most? We want to, we want to talk about our, our Sam. Our Sam. Sam. But not that Sam. Nope. Not not Bankman Fried. Altman. Altman. Sam Altman. Tell us. Tell us what's going on with Sam. So Friday. The board of directors met over uh, basically a little board meeting. A little board meeting? A little board meeting for OpenAI. And what did they decide to do? They decided to uh, get rid of Sam Altman from being the CEO of OpenAI. They got rid of him. They got rid of him. Uh, that's wild. Do you know what? why? The biggest, the biggest artificial intelligence company out there pretty much. Fire their CEO. Fire their CEO. It's like, okay, well, they're doing great. Why get rid of him? That's the question. Right? So, so there's this thing that's been going around, conversation about AGI, which is uh, uh, artificial general intelligence. Mm-hmm. And the wording theory is he got kicked or booted because of his opinions on that specific type of technology. At least this is, this is from from what I saw. <clears throat> this is a guy named uh, da- uh, Daniel Miss Measler. Mm-hmm. Sorry for mispronounced that, but uh, he we seems, we do that here a lot. Yeah, we do do that a lot. Um, he seems like he's pretty pretty deep into the AI space, and um, he goes on. He wrote a post uh, talking about AGI, and that that's part of the reason that the coup took place, and they booted Sam. But they booted someone else also, didn't they? No, um, I thought it was another guy. The other guy resigned. Oh, he just left. Yeah, after Sam um, was um, fired, he resigned shortly after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, essentially, uh, AGI is this, like, technology that's the AI that people are afraid of. Where no one's going to take over the world. It's pretty much can be self-sufficient. and That's Skynet. Close to it. <laughs> um, and it seems like people on the board uh, believe that they are either at that point where AGI is imminent or already exists. And uh, Sam just wanted to keep on, if I if I understood this correctly, Sam wanted to keep on going forward with it. Um, so he's Sam wants to accelerate. He doesn't want technology to be like uh, stifled down or like slow mm-hmm. down. And the board was like, no, we need to take this very serious and slow down. 
So the rest of the people on in OpenAI don't want AGI to be a thing in the relative future, relatively near future, and they want to like slow down. There's these two groups. Apparently, they are against uh, AGI and they want to slow down, make sure the decisions they want. Okay, so essentially, it's not that they're against AGI; they just want AGI to be on the side of the humans. They don't want there need to be any miscommunication where, well, let's fix global warming. Okay, cool, eliminate humans. And of course, for-profit businesses or big business, big corporations are going to definitely want humans to be alive. You, yeah. We're not humans to be alive, but now want to accelerate AI further mm-hmm. because of that fear. Yeah. So there's these two groups. There's the existential risk community and there's the effective altruism community. They're more or less similar in the fact that they both want uh, betterment for human society, but they have like slightly key different oppo- opposing viewpoints. But pretty much in this whole debate, they're like kind of on the same side. And that's the group that is against sam and against agi being because essentially ex, the ex, existential risk community or the x risk community is afraid of any threat that can pose to be existential for human life versus the effective altruism which is like they want to help as many people as much as possible so that's why they're like similar fields yeah and AGI seems like it's not not going to be easy to control once it's out there. Um, so you said that something else happened to Sam after he got kicked out? Yeah. So after he was outed of um, OpenAI Friday, this is the timeline that follows. Sam Altman fired from CEO. OpenAI appoints Mira Murati as interim CEO. Mira wants Sam Altman in the company. Looks like Sam Altman will again become CEO because that was talked about on Twitter. Like that was one of the things that, that I did see. Second thing is board surprisingly appoints Emmett Shear as a new CEO. That's um the ex Twitch CEO. Twitch. Twitch, yeah. And today was announced Sam Altman joins the Microsoft team. Today being Monday. November twentieth, yeah. Monday. So Sam got picked up by Microsoft. Which is, I, not conspiracy, but more so um, coincidence, if you want to say. Who is the largest investor in OpenAI? Microsoft. With $10 billion. $10 billion? Yes, I okay. believe. So they Microsoft definitely saw the technology that OpenAI he, is coming with. Yes, and hired him. But not just that, though. In that deal, Microsoft has full access to open to OpenAI's training data, how what they're doing, everything. No way. Yeah, they don't. Have, it's not like, okay. So it's like open, it's a ten billion yeah. dollar investment. True, true, true. It's a big. It's a big. It's a big chunk of money. If, if I'm yeah. saying it was ten billion dollars, something. Like, okay. And that's a large chunk chunk of change. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting how the company that they are a large owner of. Mm-hmm. But they can't fully buy outright because it is a non a nonprofit. They just instead the CEO gets let go. They pick up their CEO. Mm-hmm. I think it was planned. You think it was planned? Hundred percent. You think that there was some colluding? Yeah. There was something there to get Sam out of OpenAI, the nonprofit organization, on his Microsoft. Yeah. 
where he a can work for profit organization. A for profit organization where more capital, more resources, and he's gonna have his own subdivision in there. Well, doing what? Working on what? AI. Mm-hmm. AI research for Microsoft. With full access to the open AI database. team, everyone. And database. And database. That's that's actually I was not aware of that, but seeing how that's the case. Microsoft can definitely make large improvements very fast in their in their whole the division of artificial intelligence. So this came from Satai Nadal, which I believe is a CEO of Microsoft. I'm gonna double check that right now. Satai Nadal. Yeah. He tweeted something? Yeah. Yeah, which is it is him. He's been the CEO of Microsoft since 2014, since Bill Gates stepped down, basically. This is a tweet from him. We remain committed to our partnership with OpenAI and have confidence in our product roadmap and our ability to continue in innovation with everything we announce at Microsoft Ignite. And in continuing to support our customers and partnership, we look forward to getting to know Emmett Shear and OpenAI's new leadership team and working with them. And we're extremely excited to share the news that Sam Altman and Greg Bookman, together with colleagues, will be joining Microsoft to lead a new advanced AI research team. We look forward to moving quickly to provide them with the resources needed to their success. So, Elon, who was originally partnered up with OpenAI early on, mm-hmm. he was an early investor, yeah. which he later stepped away from because they were not they were moving away from the nonprofit, how Elon wanted the open source and all of that. Mm-hmm. He tweeted below that. Now they will have to use team. Bl- uh, it's covered. Damn it. But he said he, he, he tweeted below that and he p- tweeted below a couple other um, tweets from Microsoft and the whole yeah, he was adamant, like vocal about the yeah. whole the whole thing going on. Well, the thing is, he never wanted OpenAI to be code closed source and for profit because his fear of was what companies, large companies, Absolutely. could do with AI uh, itself. A hundred percent, yeah. Uh, if society wants to really move forward, and we don't want to see the end of freedom or human civilization, or like just straight up. I feel like AI has a very big potential of creating like a big faction of like Nazis, essentially. Yeah, whatever. So many things that could go wrong. All the problems you can see with AI within within closed doors closed can doors definitely happen. Can happen easier. for sure, exactly. So AI definitely needs to be open source. It needs to be as decentralized as possible because of the fact that like if one entity has the, like any sway as to what gets outputted from that AI, then it could have drastic impacts on on the world yeah <clears throat> elon is of the the faction of slowing down progress yeah. he wants to make sure that any decision that gets made is thought of uh thoroughly so that we don't see the adverse uh effects that can happen that are quite devastating yeah. and i think this ties into the whole crypto spaces where you're gonna want the database to be what open source fully decentralized information not handled or swayed by one group or another yeah yeah because it's not just the code now that you bring it up it's not just the code of the ai it's also the information that that it will be receiving that, that it that it has to yeah. to work off of 
if just one organization is providing information to the AI, then that could also affect what gets outputted, even though the the code itself is pretty neutral. Yeah, but that's, I think it's a little con- not con- con- coincidental that he took colleagues and everyone else from OpenAI Open AI to Microsoft. To Microsoft. Wow. That's it. Was very big news. I actually had someone even text me like right on Friday evening. He's like, "Have you seen what's going on with AI?" It is big, big news. Like, I don't even know like what's what's to come of all this. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Microsoft doesn't become too too super empowered. Doesn't so become Skynet. Yeah, it's quite literally on on the way there. I mean, especially if that uh, AGI thing is is real and has been created. Artificial intelligence that does not need or can replace human intelligence is quite terrifying. I mean, it just depends how big the training data gets, right? Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know exactly the the nuances of of uh, artificial general intelligence, but it seems like there's a lot of fear, like within the people at OpenAI. Not even within in. the people, just within. Not, I'm gonna say within. S- very intelligent people who understand what it means mm-hmm. or what the potential outcomes could, can be. Yeah, it's the potential outcomes are quite existential. Yeah, but that's a thing. I, we just doubt that, which is in itself just crazy, and a lot can come from that. What? Microsoft already has an AI that's built into Bixby. Uh, Big, no, not Bixby, Bixby Samsung. Yeah, Bixby Samsung. Uh, my bad. Bing? Um, Bing. Yeah, okay. it's part of um, OpenAI. Mm-hmm. It was... Oh, they were pulling from OpenAI. Yeah. But now they're going to have their now own... they're going to have their own software. Wow. That is big news. Yeah, I think now with this whole development, it, I think you're going to see a lot of bigger movement, decentralized AI coming. Mm-hmm. That's the next thing. Which is already a thing. Yeah, but like a bigger push, like yeah. either for like tokens like Filecoin stuff like that where you just store data mm-hmm. fully decentralized. It's I think those will become more essential. Essential. Yeah. Coming moving forward. Mm-hmm. So you think uh do you think that AI will be more like on blockchain tech? Depending on which one depending on which one we get first. Mm-hmm. Because there are already some like AI coins out there. I don't know too many about them. Too much I don't know about much about them either. But I don't think it's just, I, I don't know about if it's the coin itself. It's more so what information it's getting and what restrictions and limitations does the code already per- have? Mm-hmm. Like what are its um, guidelines? Yeah, because I remember there being like heavy guy. Like that was the first thing people were looking for when OpenAI first came out. Like it was like, oh, okay, what is it going to say? What is it not going to say? Yeah. And people put the test and then it got to a point where now, which you can still make it do certain things if you're able to put it, make JADGPT assume it's a, a fictitious scenario. It, it will still give you either the response or give or it'll touch on su- subjects that if deems either inappropriate or threatening in some way or like stuff like that. Like I remember, for whenever you asked it about Sam Bankman Freed, or you gave it information on Sam, it wouldn't generate anything after it. It would just be like, I cannot touch on this. It's an active trial, or there is possible just wrongdoing, like criminal activity. Criminal activity is like mm-hmm. we're not doing it. 
Yeah. So like, in like hypothetical, if you're like a student trying to see what crimes or so how or like an investigator trying to get into the mind of a criminal. Like trying to say, oh, I'm. It wouldn't do it. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Unless you put it in a way where it's Even, it, may, it deems it that it's a fictitious world or scenario, then it might. Yeah, like even though even though your your actual objective is for general good to try to catch an active yeah. criminal, it won't because then it will, it will think that it won't generate an outcome uh, because it will think that you might you use might it conduce harm for for yeah. And then you got to go into like the prompt engineering side of things. That's yeah. Where there's a whole pretty much profession coming up uh, through this new technology. Like, how can we put in the right information to the AI so that we can get the best possible um, response from it? Yeah. But that's that. In the AI world, that's pretty much sums up what's been going on, which is a lot. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, that could be whole separate topic on its own oh for sure do you feel comfortable moving into some cybersecurity news what happened cybersecurity world so w- something happened that has never been happened before that has never been happened that's never happened before it's we never, don't know how to word today either it's never been it's done. another week of no wording i what am i i gotta practice some writing i guess um there is this ransomware uh service called black cat it's also known as Alpha V or Alpha V. Uh, it's pretty much just ransomware. And for the first time ever, well, they attacked a very big corporation. Uh, have you ever heard of Meridian Link? No. So uh, Meridian Link is a cloud-based technology company that enables banks, uh, credit unions, mortgage lenders uh, to provide uh consumer uh consumer reporting agencies a it's a loan decision software uh pretty much generates loans uh for financial institutions uh black hat generates a loan themselves yeah so it's like um pretty much uh loan origination system okay yeah Uh, so this hacking group ransomware called black hat Mm -hmm. uh attacked meridian link oh uh it, it didn't so ransomware typically means that we're going to get access to all your files and your systems encrypt it and hold it up for ransom so like okay you will no longer have access to this while they themselves can't really use it either well they could they they, they pretty much they probably made like a copy of it okay ransom yeah once you, once you're into a system like that you could and you could encrypt it you could pretty much download a copy of it okay but they encrypt <clears throat> they didn't encrypt it they left it completely open, but they told them, they, they let Meridian Link know, oh, we got access to your files. Um, this happened November 7th when Black Cat supposedly got access to the stolen company data. Now, the SEC, Securities Exchange Commission, has a few months ago, like I think it was around May, uh, added some things to some articles that they said okay Mm -hmm. if you're a publicly traded company and you get um material information about a cybersecurity attack on your company that could affect stakeholders positions you need to disclose it within four days 
you like once once the company is aware of this the situation within mm-hmm. four days they need to make it public knowledge that they they were attacked what what's been what's been compromised um what what mediation has been is being yeah the severity of the situation mm-hmm. essentially so that the investors could know what's going on so they could dump the shit out of your stock pretty much uh, so that they're safe in what's going on yeah, yeah, yeah so you can get out um so previous ransomware groups have always used uh, the SEC as a way of leveraging their position and saying, "Oh, we have your ransom, we have we have your systems. We've you've been you've been compromised. Uh, you need to tell you need to send over the money now, or a you won't get your information, or we won't leak it." So there's different things. Either they won't unencrypt the software, they will leak your information, and the third thing was like, "Oh, we're going to report you to the SEC." It's never been done until Black Hat did that this past weekend. This hacking group reported to the SEC that they hacked Meridian Link and that they never disclosed anything. But when did they hack Meridian Link? November 7th. It's November 20th. Oh. Yeah. So four days later, they they saw that Black Hat saw that Meridian Link didn't do anything. They didn't get the money, nothing, because they still had their, their system. Meridian Link was still operating just fine. Okay. Because it wasn't encrypted. So Meridian Link was like, okay, either they're bullshitting us, yeah. don't actually have any information, or uh, or just knew, saw it as like they probably do, but disregarded it. They're like, not going to pay the, the ransom. Yeah. And then Black Hat was like, okay, well, they posted it. They contacted Meridian again. They're like, look, you haven't paid us. You haven't told the SEC. If you don't do either or we're going to leak your information and we're going to we're going to uh okay like go to the SEC they actually did it they did what black hat reported the hack to the SEC but they didn't leak the information they haven't leaked the information do they really have the information then uh, i believe they do um they have they have the information from from what was told do they i haven't seen the information myself i'm not saying you did but i'm saying it's kind of if you're holding the bullet, if you're mm-hmm. holding the gun. Yeah, so they have a website that that um they post the information, like all their like uh or all their ransoms. Yeah. And according to the article, let's see, let's see when they posted it. Oh. Okay. So here's a nuance about the the whole SEC thing. Uh where the company needs to report it within four days. Mm-hmm. That that like um, clause was up, uh, updated in May or, or so, mm-hmm. but it doesn't take effect until December 15th. So the SEC doesn't really have any like... We'll get into that now, but jurisdiction to, yeah. to push this right now because it hasn't yeah. been... Yeah, say like, oh, they're out of compliance because they... Yeah. But like, if something's been in place already, like, why not start taking action? My thing is, do they really have the information? Yeah. The threat that they would leak. So yeah. Uh, threat actor listed the software company Meridian Link on their data leak with a threat that they would leak allegedly stolen data unless a ransom was paid within 24 hours. It's um, been seven. It's been more than seven days. It's been more than 24 hours. It's been what? Did you said the seventh? Yeah. It's been 13 days. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, We're not investigators here, by the way. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the big news. So this article came out on the 15th. It's five days ago. So I don't know if they, they've actually leaked the information or not. 
Uh, but the big news was that they actually that the that the hacking group actually reported themselves to the SEC because that's never been done before. They've always used it as a threat, but they've never followed through and reported the the hack to the SEC. They told the SEC the that the Meridian Link is not disclosing a cybersecurity incident that impacted customer data and operational information. But there's no proof it did. There is no proof it did. Because from what from what I'm seeing, that's what I'm saying. I think this is a little. I hope it's not. Like I hope it's like I hope it is. They don't. They're just you know holding blanks because it will be beneficial for everyone. Okay, Meridian Link confirms the cyber attack in a statement for uh, oh. Bleeping Computer that after identifying the incident, it acted immediately to contain the threat and engaged a team of third-party experts to investigate. The company added that it's still working to determine if any consumer personal information was impacted by cyber attack and will not it will notify affected parties if so. Meridian Inc. said, based on our investigation to date, we have identified no evidence of unauthorized access to our product production platform and the incident has caused minimal business interruptions. That was, again, the 15th. If anything has changed since then, I'm not sure. Yeah, there's no updated information as of yet from there. Yeah. The, the thing that caught my eye initially was that the fact that these people, again, sent their complaint to the SEC. But it makes sense, though. No one's done it before. Yeah, but Because now you're outing yourself. That's the exposure saying, oh, like you might be able to track them. <clears throat> you might find someone who's, who's a part of that group. Maybe. But the thing is, they could... Dep- Again, not my space, but it depends how much they really went in. Mm-hmm. Maybe just went in and hacked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like they couldn't break into the actual. Yeah. So. Because my thing is, you would want to shut it down so you can really get paid. Because now you're not causing the you're not causing enough pain to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. If the pain isn't there, then it's like okay, cool. I think it's like a semi bluff. Yeah. Like, if a company gets hacked for some photos of its products. Okay, cool. You you reached our photos. We we publicly show those anyways. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But if you hack the software, the mm-hmm. actual software, mm-hmm. and you're like, no, no, we haven't exposed it. User emails, user what? addresses. Yeah. that's a different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a completely different story. I hope they're holding blanks because it would be beneficial for all the, for the parties involved, like in the attack. Of of course, yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it sounds like to me. What I think is interesting is just they report to the SEC. Is the fact that like these hackers, although they they are acting in bad faith because they're taking advantage, mm-hmm. um, they are like, look, if you don't fix it, someone else is going to do it. Like th- the way these these people think is like kind of like uh, like like cynical in a sense. Uh, I want to say where if you are like exposed, we will expose you. It's going to cost a hefty price because of the fact that like, we took advantage of it and we found out. But at least now you know there's something wrong with your system and you can make it better. That's straight up how they think. Okay, cool. You got exposed. Like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not going to be on this podcast shitting on hackers. But I don't want to get dealt. I don't want to get dealt a hand. I don't want to deal with later on in my life. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to deal with this later on, my but, repercussions. But. But. <laughs> you're holding blanks. <laughs> Yeah. You're not holding pocket aces, in my opinion. No, you're not. They're not holding pocket aces. No. It's Meridian Link. I don't. It doesn't seem like it. Well, that's up to them and Meridian Link to hash it out. That yeah. Now it's up to Meridian Link to see if they want to call that call that bluff or not. That's not <laughs> my opinion. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Without a doubt. 
interesting developments. Yeah. That sucks, though. Uh, it sucks for Meridian Link because now they got to deal with it. It also kind of sucks for Black Cat if... If you're caught on your bluff and it's real and it's <laughs> like you really caught nothing. Yeah. And you someone expose yourself now. But that that um that ransomware has been around since two thousand twenty one. Like that form of a Yeah, yeah, that specific code. Uh has been around since twenty twenty one and it's the most active one right now. It's like just constantly being used. It's like a, a ransomware as a service. So essentially what it is, it's if you wanna attack a company, you would reach out to Black Cat the people who operate black hat and they'll like okay they'll they'll pretty much take charge of it and do the whole attack and then they'll charge you a commission for trying to hit that target yo hacking such a underground world it's it's wild out there so interesting it is insane but yeah i think also like the interesting part that's important to know is that now that i wasn't aware of before is that companies publicly traded companies are required to disclose material information within a four-day period which is uh good for consumer uh for investors who are investing in the companies okay if they if they are compliant man and if they're not compliant then they face a, f- a little fine. penalties yeah yeah i mean listen man stop it all this all, the government's in on it <laughs> the government's in on this bullshit <laughs> it's in it Maybe, maybe not. What do you mean, maybe? Why? Why do you say the government? Because politicians trade these stocks. Oh, <laughs> I see. They probably want those four days. Like, wow, I might need. I might need to get out of this one too. Yeah, they, that's why they put it for four days instead They're of. Like, I need to get instead out of, of that Instead of immediately. They just go. I just bought like ten of those. I just bought ten mil worth of that. Oof. I might need to get out <laughs> of this one. Gonna sell. Then it releases the information. Exactly. Possibly. You brought up the SEC. I did bring up the SEC. So, is there more stuff going on with the SEC, William? Not with the SEC per se, but presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. What does that have to do with the SEC? It has a lot to do with the SEC. <laughs> Vivek has a lot to do with the SEC. Is it that he wants to get rid of everyone in the SEC? He, he yes. I mean, he, he wants to get rid of everyone in government, pretty much. He wants he wants, he's taking Elon's approach. Get rid of get rid of fifty percent. Delete everything, and if you don't add ten percent, it's not enough. <laughs> then, then you then. You, that's when you know you need to do that enough because you have to bring back 10% of it. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't have to bring back 10% of it, then you didn't take off enough. So the reason it sides with the SEC is because um, Vivek brought up a, a, a case that happened in West Virginia against the EPA. So apparently the EPA was just... Uh, let me see if I can put it up. So basically it's a certain regulation that the EPA imposed within West Virginia never went through congress and it was just a the agency just added those regulations which for the most part they can do however if it has a two thousand dollar impact per person then it must go through the front door of congress meaning if it affects a large enough people at a large enough dollar amount congress has to be the one who in place or votes on those regulations to see if it if they deem it um fair for the public or not to vote on Democratically, it's not just something you impose. Mm-hmm. The reason this ties into the SEC is because most of these agencies do not bring their regulations through Congress. They just go ahead and pass it. Is from what Vivek was saying. Okay, so like the agencies just kind of like have their own f- free reign and yes, putting in whatever policies they want to put in without having to pass it through a committee. So essentially, with with this case, 
and West Virginia winning against the EPA. Essentially puts it now that you can within with this with this ruling, it puts into question all regulations that the SEC is placing on crypto without going through Congress. Essentially. Meaning travel. So everything in West Virginia that's going on with crypto? Not with crypto, just in not not with Virginia. As Every, president, okay. overall courts, because mm-hmm. now a court in West Virginia found that the EPA was wrong for doing that, mm-hmm. for implementing for implementing those regulations while going through Congress. Throughout, okay, so it wouldn't just be so, the okay, EPA; so it would be all. So the fact didn't do anything. He's just making note of something that took place and what he would take action with when he's. Oh office. no, he he brought out policies as well. Yeah, that he would implement, but okay. that's for crypto. That, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get you said how does that implement with the okay, SEC? Yes, you see, that's okay. how it implements. Yeah, I see, I see. That they they can add that yeah they could add like, that, like this whole thing about but is that overreach reporting. why didn't it go through Congress mm-hmm. whether it is or isn't not what I'm arguing yeah, I'm uh-huh. just saying in general for other policies that might be in place. exactly then going to tie into crypto is a lot of crypto policies have not gone through Congress why either they do know the information and choose to ignore it or they don't know the information just rather leave it up to the SEC to handle mm-hmm. and not backtrack I see damn okay so Vivek has however what he has proposed are free as of right now from this was dropped 20 uh november 16th these three policies freedom to code freedom uh financial uh self-reliance and freedom of regulatory overreach facts those are well freedom to code is pretty much protected already by the first amendment right but people are not making that argument. So what he's saying is developers shall enjoy the freedom to write and publish the code. So Tornado Cash, for example. True. Okay. Good, 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 good uh, example. <laughs> right? Very good example. So they were going after developers for creating a privacy token. The, pri- the token itself. Mm-hmm. Well, he, his argument is why are we going after the developers of this code and not the bad actors who are using the code in bad in, faith? In bad faith. Correct. And also punishing those for how you said, you know, how when we talked about tornado cash, they're sending um, some tornado cash to just random wallets. Mm-hmm. So it puts yeah. them under sanction and they yeah. are no longer able to. Yeah, it, that's messed up. That's it protects whole, them as well. That's a whole like attack. Exactly. It protects them as well saying just because I have tornado cash, which I did, which you can which, clearly see. Yeah, because the thing is to, to receive any token, all you need is a public address. Mm-hmm. If someone has your public address, which... Is easy to find, especially if you dox yourself. Like in the case for Tornado Cash, it happened to be uh, very famous. It was famous. It was people. famous people. Famous and people. influence. Yeah. So they all got like sent tokens just for the sake of that whole like vulnerability in terms of like, oh, you're exposed to this money laundering thing that was going on with Tornado Cash. But that they had nothing to do with it. Yeah. So there is no reason for them to face any prosecution or freezing of assets or anything because they're not bad actors exactly the people who made tornado cash are also not bad actors yeah it's the people who committed that conspiracy exactly so he, he was basically saying for that for that first one freedom to code is we should not go after developers we mm-hmm. should not go after the people who are just victims of the crime you should go after the what the people who do commit those crimes mm-hmm. if stealing is stealing stealing doesn't change mm-hmm. If they steal your wallet, either it be your key phrase with passwords or your actual like wallet, mm-hmm. it's not it's not the wallet maker, credit card holder. It's the person who took it, who, who took stole it. it. Absolutely. 
that was that was his whole point to not prosecute or go after those people for sure okay yeah yeah that's very good like stand like stance on the whole code code is freedom code is your right like, yeah. so on his second policy was freedom to financial <coughs> rele- uh, reliance self-reliance Just financial self-sovereignty self-sovereignty Self- okay so he goes users should enjoy the freedom to be financially self-reliant and independent essentially when he was making the, the point here is if you want to go ahead and use bitcoin only and we had, and we add or not not we as the united states we as in the people decide that we're going to accept it and use it and transact with it that's on us mm-hmm. there's no reason why the government should say we shouldn't or ban it or go against it he goes it, if anything it adds more validity to the fact that the politicians are afraid of Bitcoin versus accepting it because they know that the dollar itself or fiat currencies are not financially suitable in long-term use. Mm-hmm. Like it just continued to be devalued. Yeah, they, but they devalue it because it gives them the, poten- the ability to invest in what they, they want to invest in, i.e. their own self-interests, whether it be companies, Countries. I don't think that's why they they in a, in terms of the government. I think it's not. It's more so just devalue it to keep on running the printer, to keep on running the machine. Yeah, because we create such a problem that the way it's currently handled, there's no other way of fixing. Okay, it. but the reason why they're running this machine is because they have like these own like stances that they're making. Like, for example, environmentalism. Like some people say, oh, we need to give subsidies to companies that are producing solar panels, but these solar panel companies might be almost bankrupt like not with sound financial plans and they might even also have stake in these companies so they're okay cool we're gonna create a subsidy for these and that comes at the taxpayers expense they print out a billion dollars or half a million dollars gives it to these subsidies but those companies have to pay those loans though if it's a loan, yes. If it's a subsidy, no. I think so. No. So, like, the way, like, there are government-backed uh, loans. I'm pretty sure I have to pay that because it's, it's more so, is it not, like, the government's just investing in you. We expect this to be paid back at some point. No, not necessarily. Sometimes the government could be like, oh. Or they're paying for the service for them themselves to use it later on. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. It's like, okay, well, we're going to create this infrastructure and this will generate some money in the, in the in the future, which can be potentially good. But the thing is, when there's personal ties to those entities to those companies then it becomes corrupt it's like okay now you're swaying your decision your decision might not be in the general interest of the public uh, but more so in the general interest of your pocket i think it's a small subset yeah i think that's That's a smaller section i think the the biggest section is more so when governments go and just do the exact same thing but to either aid wars we don't want to be partaking in or aid not aid because we for the most part aid is not a bad thing but it's more so also um damn i lost my train of thought well it's definitely aiding a war i don't think is right uh, protecting someone fine like if it's in terms of protection and i'm not talking about anything in particular that's going on i'm just saying like I wouldn't necessarily, uh, you know, think about it. What? Okay, so 
I want to keep it simple. It's more so government is overspending right now at a very large rate, and there's nothing that they're doing, any policies or nothing, to cut down on spending. No, that's they're just continuing to spend, mm-hmm. and we just currently don't produce enough at the rate we do mm-hmm. to sustain that spending. I think that's a way easier way to say yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, again, not because we don't want to. It's just because it's a larger, more difficult conversation, and neither one of us have had the time to truly research either the one going on in Israel and nor the Ukraine one, mm-hmm. which at this point, I think it, no most Americans don't want either one. No, they don't want any involvement. They don't want involvement in either one at, th- at this current point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said there was a third. Um, yeah. Also, policy. what he also said with that freedom one was for, oh, freedom with, for for sovereignty self, for self um, financial self reliance for self reliance was. If you want to hold crypto and you want to only hold Bitcoin, great. Mm-hmm. You want to hold on a wallet, great. You lose your password, on you. That's on you, 100%. Don't come crying to us. Oh, for sure. That's on you. For sure. Yeah, I mean... He just makes that if, clear. If, uh, yeah, if I'm, if I'm a government agency and you want this thing that gives you so much power, okay, cool, you could have it. Uh, this is my personal thing. Like, if yeah. I'm, in a, uh, I'm a position of government and you want something that could... I'm all for that. Great. Power to the people. But then you get in a headache, and bro, that's not my. That's not my. That's exactly. Not that's also what he said. He goes, on you. "You want it? Great on you. Do mm-hmm. not come crying to us. hundred percent. That's on you." Mm-hmm. I think um, his thing. His main thing was hard to interrupt. Was we should allow it to be used and allow people to have it. Why? Because mm-hmm. they're going to use it anyways. It's already here. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Let's work with the system. I think the opposing view uh, in poli- in politics right now uh, would be uh, Elizabeth Warren's stance. Where she's completely against against uh, self sovereignty of your own coins, uh, mostly because of like the fact that you could do whatever you want with your money. You could send it to whoever you want to. And the the position that she used was with uh, the war going on. That that I think she said that, and she was wrong. Uh, that she was wrong, and they proved her wrong mm-hmm. ten seconds later. That because just how that uh that people were funding terrorist organizations also through, crypt- through crypto wallets there were the original news that article that came out was that sh- that he's bringing up was hamas has been has been has received millions of dollars mm-hmm. through crypto mm-hmm. at, from the time the war started which is false <laughs> which is false it's just false the reason why is because hamas themselves made a statement earlier within the year saying we'll no longer be using crypto because it is too transparent yeah and you can see how much money we're receiving Mm -hmm. and how much money we're getting it does not suit our needs yeah of course i mean like if you don't want uh transparency like that where you don't want your enemies to know how much money you have to continue fighting then it doesn't work out for you and if i'm not mistaken i think the amount of funding the amount of money they did receive in crypto from her number was like i think millions of dollars it was like four hundred thousand dollars or less i think it was less Oh, that's why I said or less because I, I, I think it was I, I'm saying 400,000 because that's what I have in my brain right now mm-hmm. but I think it was less than that yeah I saw some number and I was like exactly nothing it's also nothing. they brought up wallets that apparently were being act were active some of those wallets haven't been touched in the last two and a half years mm-hmm. and some of them only had $30 in it yeah it, she's she is against crypto she's against it because she's because of the fact of it gives you the freedom to mm-hmm. do whatever the f, f you want mm-hmm. So lastly was freedom of regulatory overreach. Projects should enjoy freedom from regulatory overreach and uncertainty. 
Meaning, yes, some regulation is good, but do not. Don't do what the SEC is currently doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, 100% I agree with all that. Um, I feel like there's a, another form of political overreach, which comes with the printing of money. How they could kind of, J- Jerome Powell, for instance, he could make the decision of increasing interest rates or not. Like, that's a lot of power for one person to have. In the case of the way the economy the economy set up right now, like that's just it's that falls under his domain, but it's not fair for entities, individuals, or corporations, uh, in determining how they're going to be spending their money when one person can determine if their money is going to be worth more or less the next day. It also happened with Nixon back when yeah. he took the dollar and depegged it a little bit from the. A little, side. oh yeah, he did a little yeah, bit, because, and someone, and then the and next then guy completely removed, completely it. removed it. Yeah, As, but more so, his his argument for here was the there we are currently we're currently at a point in time in crypto and blockchain where in the U.S. mainly we don't have clear guidance on things, and they want to backtrack whenever something's done. So what he's saying is, right now, developers, builders. Don't don't know what to do because they're afraid. Not afraid, but more so they're like, what are they going to attack us for in the future? Mm-hmm. They're like predetermined. They have to pre-think of what can go wrong or what can not. That reminds me of the guy. Um, which also to point out, he is the first candidate, president, whatever you want to say, with any sort of policies, any sort of ideas of policies. Yeah. I don't think it's a Silk Road, but there's this guy who's in prison right now for creating a a marketplace um, on the dark web. It happens to be a marketplace for drugs, but <laughs> the marketplace could be used for anything. Um, he just it just that marketplace was mostly being used for drugs, and then he got arrested for that, even though he didn't sell any narcotics himself. He just created a, a marketplace. He just created a marketplace, <laughs> and the people selling stuff on it were narcotics. Um, Everyone's like, oh, he doesn't deserve to be in prison because he just made a platform for people to exchange goods and services. Just so happened those goods and services were of illicit materials. So there's people who are advocating for the free, his freedom. And I wish I knew his name. I, I should know his name. I hmm, that's it. more interesting. That's a different. That's mm. a little different. Mm. I can see the arguments for people who say he shouldn't. I can see mm. the arguments for people who say yeah, he shouldn't. Yeah, because like if, if the only things being traded there are illicit materials. Then you know then that's... Yeah, uh, but like it just re- re- also if he's especially if he's making money off of it, which mm-hmm. I assume he is in some way, shape, or, or he was. I assume I don't know. I have zero. Yeah, the assumption would be that he is because it's a marketplace, and if he's providing a platform, then a commission should be. But then again, I would I would have to go do some research and bring that back. You want me to add some more fun to the Vivek? Why why we like why I like him personally? Okay, because I ain't I'm buying. Uh, what, what's the term? Partisan? You ain't bipartisan. I'm not in this situation. You're not partisan. <laughs> fuck, uh, fuck everyone. So you do Vivek fall. For, you do fall between party lines. Oh yeah, yeah. Vivek. No, I don't know what that means. But uh, okay, so partisan means like, oh, you're either uh, left wing, right wing, a blue or red. Um, like you have like a specific party that you agree with more. Um, no. You, you, I like Vivek. That's it. Okay, so you are in general like bipartisan. Like you don't care about political parties you yes. just want greater ideas and you happen to think that Vivek has those good ideas yes okay cool another good idea he had which i think you'll like this one he is saying that we should also put the dollar back on backing 
Mm-hmm. But what he said was it should be on a multiple asset backing, meaning okay. not just not just gold, not just gold, not, not just, just silver, not just Bitcoin. No, he said it should be multifaceted with hard assets. Mm-hmm. He also said currently where Bitcoin is, it can't be Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin's volatile. Bitcoin can't be part of it mm-hmm. just because it's too volatile. But he can't did, be part of it. No, not right now. It's okay. too volatile. Mm-hmm. There is. It goes well. Is it though? Yes, because it's volatile compared to the U.S. dollar. It's so volatile like, compared to every other asset. If you're going from sixty dollars, mm-hmm. sixty-nine thousand dollars, dollars to fifteen thousand dollars within mm-hmm. a span of three months, mm-hmm. there are very few assets that are going to depreciate in value in that speed. Oh no, I don't think there's many assets. That that's that. that's the argument he said. Okay, essentially, it was. I, a, I have a counter to that. I think that's bad, but continue. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. And he just said that as Bitcoin progressively just slows down that that jump in price and volatility, mm-hmm. it will be 100% part mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. in his mind. Okay. What's your counter? Well, the thing is, when you back a currency to a, to another currency and you peg it, like it's it should be pegged. So let's say one Bitcoin equals $1 million. If you have or $100 million in this case, a dollar is set. If you have 100 million Bitcoin, then you could print out $100 million. That's it. It's backed. There's no fluctuation there. There is, though, because it's traded all around the world. There's different prices everywhere else. Correct. But those would be on fiat-based cu- currencies. They could always be printed. At that point, it's not. It's the, the nominal value is irrelevant. I'm not sure because that's what happened with gold, though. They, they always adjusted gold prices. That is Okay, so that is the issue with the government part of the thing where the centralized agency, in this case, the government printing out the dollar can choose how much it's going to be printing against its asset. Yeah. If there's a fixed price, then there's a fixed price. It's just the government's reliability on keeping that price fixed. Yeah, but we wouldn't be able to. I mean, not we wouldn't. It would be very difficult to keep it fixed when they when it when we fluctuate the, the price. There are we. That's the that's the issue that we are fluctuating. The price is being set by the market. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that's what we're saying right now. Though, if the current market decides Bitcoin is worth a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and the next two years they're saying it's worth fifty, the market determined that it it's worth fifty now. Whether. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, whatever it's backing lost half of but its that's value. The market. the The reason why the market would change is because the the uh, liquidity of the currency has changed. Yes. Okay. If the liquidity of the currency does not change, it's change. Why would it change? If because it's, it's how much liquid it's in the market. It's how much Bitcoin is is being its volume within the market. No. It's how much Bitcoin is back is is held by the U.S. government. In this particular case, if the government wants to back to have a a dollar peg to Bitcoin or mm-hmm. to gold, it needs to have that that amount asset. of gold. In, in, yeah. It needs to have that asset there. If you say one 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 ounce gram of gold, of gold is one is ounce of gold is one two thousand dollars, whatever. That means that the government has a power to print two thousand according to its standard, saying two thousand dollars per ounce. Yeah. If the government chooses to change that standard, that's where it loses its like trust it's reliability it's like, okay cool now this, this is what happened with nixon it's like oh nixon changed the price of gold from i think it was like a dollar 70 to like 87 cents or something like that it's like they could print out more gold uh, more they could print out more dollars per gold yeah. that they have so that devalued the dollar if the bitcoin that they have is fixed they could devalue or or 
or or increase the value of the dollar by changing the amount that they have in in liquidity out in the market but if they don't change it then it's pegged that's strictly pegged there is no there is no volatility in the u.s dollar sense because the government is not changing the, the currency yeah that's why i don't necessarily i do understand where he's coming with in terms of um like having various assets because that's diversifying risk because okay cool the government can have um let's say a hundred thousand bitcoin the government can hold a hundred thousand bitcoin but if market starts changing and people want to liquidate coins for some invest for some like tool or some as- other asset class then it could potentially devalue the dollar because now you could buy other things with that dollar because someone's going to be willing to like trade that dollar mm-hmm. for the interchange rate of bitcoin that the yeah. US government holds um but if the market's asking for something else that's strictly market that's not volatility within usd and gold and bitcoin so i guess like going back to it the volatility will come from other asset classes other things uh companies uh uh, procedures tools other things versus just one asset which is why i i agree with the i kind of at least i don't think it's a bad idea to have multiple things backing the dollar I just don't think that Bitcoin should be excluded from that. I don't know. If you just said that you, the place, the price would fluctuate if people are trading it, the price it would cause it to fluctuate. Okay, but that happens no matter what. The price prices fluctuate of things. Yeah, Alex, I'm not disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. I'm saying they don't drop fifty percent or more. Okay, but the reason why it dropped fifty percent, or at least part of the reason that it dropped fifty percent or more, is because the government printed out more money that's ever printed out. I'm not talking about the dollar. I'm talking about the amount of. I'm talking about Bitcoin. Bitcoin's fixed. The amount in circulation is, but not the price that people are trading it at. Mm-hmm. That price is changed because of the liquidity of the U.S. dollar. It's not just the U.S. dollar. It's not just the U.S. dollar. That's correct. It's all the market. It's it's everyone who's buying and trading it. Mm-hmm. It is everybody that's buying. And trading. So I'm saying, the more people buy and trade it, if there's less demand or more supply in whatever situation, mm-hmm. it will cause the price to fluctuate more. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a given. That's I'm just saying that I, no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing or agreeing. I'm just saying it's a 50 percent drop would affect the value of the dollar currently if if it changes price within the rest of the market, even if ours is fixed. Mm-hmm. If I still have Bitcoin and I could go to my bank and get Bitcoin, because that's part of the thing with gold was you can go and get mm-hmm. gold instead of having a dollar, mm-hmm. it it changes the value because it's not worth around the world that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. That's exactly what that's that will happen. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Um, but you know who it, who? This so, is a great segue. Mm-hmm. We like Vivek. I like that. Uh, but I was on, I was on segue to that. Okay, I, I wanted to like close that off oh. with the policies and like the the values that you do care about. That at least that I think you would care. What about. values? Like in terms of like what what it is that you do like about? Like because you you brought it up to me. You're like, oh, um, I think there's something that you'd like. How Vivek wants to change what's like have the U.S. dollar be no longer a fiat currency, but backed by multiple assets. assets. Uh huh. Um, power to the people. Yeah, Auto- like a- autonomy. It's complete self autonomy. Yeah, 
having having hard money that is actually worth something versus a piece of paper that's printed out. No, hundred percent. Yeah, and you said that you wanted to segue into someone else who who just won, who just won uh, a, their election, a big race. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that who also they said that would not win. Yeah, he was the underdog. Boys, a little wild. <laughs> who are we talking about? <laughs> who, are we, who are we talking about? The new current. Oh, new, new yeah, new president, Pre- president elect, uh, president elect of Argentina. Millier. What's I forgot his name. Millier, Andrew Millier. Is it? We um, just we just messed up for that man. I know his first. I know his last name. I don't know his last name. I know his last name. I don't know his first name. Jeez, Louise. Millier. Javier Millier. Javier. That was a terrible segue for him. We gave him bad, bad, nah, bad nah. PR. <laughs> give bad PR. But he is one hundred and ten percent. I like his aesthetic. His aesthetic. Yeah, he's a wild boy. He is a wild boy. He wants to get rid of everything. <laughs> he's worse than Vivek. <laughs> he's worse than Elon. <laughs> he is also worse than Elon. Worse in a good sense. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe. We, we don't like, know yet. It was like maybe. We don't know yet. All I know is Argentina was in a bad spot. It really can't get too crazy. It can't get too much. It can't get worse than where it is, really, mm-hmm. monetarily. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, worse, no. There's no way. Not monetarily, at least. No shot. With, what, over 100% uh, inflation inflation yes. in a year, two years? Yeah. That's insane. Uh, so what is it that, that this guy this guy wants to do? Get rid of everything. Like, literally, get rid I, of- saw, <laughs> I saw in an interview. In an interview, he goes... Mm-hmm. Um, ministry of defense, defense gone. Okay. Ministry of okay. agriculture gone. Ministry of this, guy. bro. He so he walked out like ten ministries in ten seconds. <laughs> he got rid of everything. He's like all these, all these agencies, all these agencies gone. Get rid of them. But he's super um, crypto forward. He wants to have a Argentinian backed peso by Bitcoin. Oh, he wants to back the Argentinian I, peso by Bitcoin. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's so, what you told me. Yeah. Uh, Javier Millier received about 56% of the votes. Solid in, win? In the election. Yeah, it's a solid win. 6%. That's 7%. That's all you need. That's solid. But I love the way he talks about the lefties. The lefties? Bro, he just shits on them so funny. <laughs> He's the social, I'm, I'm going to play the socialist. Yeah, guys. Yeah, because uh, he won against a socialist. This is, what he, this is what he said. <laughs> He goes, leftist sons of bitches, be afraid. <laughs> you guys want to see that uh, interview? Go to PBD Podcast on Twitter. They posted it. I, sh- I had me dying. That's funny. That guy does seem like a. He is a hundred percent a wild card. But it's like, what left? What is left for them? A but a wild card. Yeah, I mean, like, okay. So the the I have about a hundred and forty three percent inflation rate. Uh, for Argentina, that's what I see here. When you have inflation that bad, I don't think you care what what who's in office. There's not much you can do. You just want something that's different, uh, in hopes that things get better. Uh, he was the underdog. He was the one person that no one expected to win. Uh, and yeah, he definitely wants to. Oh, not only the. Oh, okay, you said that he wanted to get rid of the Ministry of Defense, Ministry of Agriculture, and all this yeah. stuff. Another thing that he wants to get rid of is uh, the Central Bank of Argentina. He also does want to do that. Which is wild. That is that is a bold move. That is definitely saying, 
no more fiat currency for for Argentina. That's crypto backed. No, no, he's a wild one. I mean, oh, he wants to cut the number of government ministries from eighteen to eight. Wild boy. That is. I mean, Vivek wants to cut uh, the federal federal agents by half. By half. Yeah. In the first couple months. Oh, I think I found the video of what you're talking about. Um, let's see if I have some audio over here. He says, even if you resist, you're going out. Yeah, he's, a, he's just like, everyone's out of here. But bad or good... I think it's irrelevant here. It's just see what happens. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely radical. It's definitely something. Oh, and uh, it looked like a Bitcoin. Uh, like yeah, the minute uh, the minute he got elected, Bitcoin skyrocketed. Yeah, like it went straight. All coins kind of took a little dive. Bitcoin went up. Yeah, I mean, he wants to get rid of the central bank. <laughs> he is the second pre- pro Bitcoin president the world has seen. Got uh, Naib Bukele. Yeah, but that's a small country. That is small. I mean, Argentina is bigger. It's bigger, but Argentina is a economic powerhouse. Is it? Does it it, still, it, was. it? it was. Oh, that's what we're saying, though. Mm-hmm. When it was when it was doing good without mm-hmm. before its two defaults, mm-hmm. it was a powerhouse in terms of economic prosperity. Prosperity. Mm-hmm. It just after it, you know, went downhill, went downhill. But ideally, if he can, economically speaking, put it back on the map, it has a bigger impact on Bitcoin. Than what uh, El Salvador? Oh, El Salvador did absolutely, yeah, because El Salvador is quite literally an ant compared to all the other countries. Exactly. For El Salvador is more so like of a like a hail mary. It was like oh, I mean, this is a hail mary for them. Yeah. At this point, also you're not wrong. <laughs> you're also not wrong. I feel like that's part of the big reason why America definitely doesn't see Bitcoin as a. We need hail marys. Yeah, because we don't need it. Uh huh. A lot of people see it as risk, or I mean, also our politicians are dirty slime bags. Mm-hmm. I mean, which who aren't? But that's my other thing. Why I like Vivek so much? He's the only one that's not a politician, and you want to compare him to the rest of them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to just all of them. Just all of them. I mean, that's the same. That's the same uh, argument people had with uh, Trump when he was running for president. He wasn't the politician. I feel like putting it into like. Uh, Synonyms? Not synonyms? Not synonyms. Like, comparis- comparing one into the other. Comparing uh, contrasting? Yeah, comparing. Comparisons? Comparisons. Um, this guy, uh, Javier Millier, kind of seems like a Trump-esque. Like, super... Better word. Like, loose, loose mouth. But he can he's, word he's more. Artic- he's definitely much more articulate. Yeah. Um, he's just also very open about what he's saying, just like how Trump did not care about what he said. Just that Trump's good points, whatever whatever good points he would make or did make mm-hmm. when people liked him, I didn't like him. He just didn't properly articulate them. To no, the rest of the not, at no point. Like he literally had, I think, I think someone did like a, a review of like of his vocabulary and it was like less than a fifth grader. I mean, that's me. Which communicates. It communicates. Yeah. Um, it explains why it did so well in America. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, America. You're not, you're not wrong though. Jesus. Um, but uh, definitely, he was like the the oddball out of the group. Yeah. He was the one that no one expected to win, ended up winning. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, that's why I say it's interesting. Hundred uh, percent. Yeah. 
let's just see how it works out for Argentina. We're gonna have to wait a couple of years to see what's going on. Eth is gonna die. Eth is. I want to make that clear. Why? Because it's dog shit. Who's gonna kill Eth? Itself with it's those self. gas fees. Itself is self sabotaging. That's it. That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> gas fees would be rough. Damn, Unst- unstaking, un with withdrawing funds from ETH is painful because you're like I had to use ETH to withdraw this. I, you withdraw a hundred dollars, but I had to spend twenty to do so. Yeah, that's not that's not sound. But right. mm-hmm. big, big, big weekend for crypto. Like we said, big weekend for crypto, AI, a little bit of everything, politics. Yeah, a little bit of like the most important things right now. <laughs> Hope everyone out there is buying their your coins before this bull runs real start real, really gets off the ground. Yeah, bull runs. It seems like it's gonna gonna start picking up. So. We're there. We are there. That's not financial advice, but I mean, no, but it's not inaccurate. It's not inaccurate. Damn, this is an interesting Twitter page I just found. What's a Twitter page? Anar- anarchism memes. Jesus. First, first, first thing they say. In this house, we believe. And I'm not saying this is what we believe. This is just the, the thing that I found. The state is a mafia. The news is propaganda. Democracy is a mob rule. Politicians is politics is a charade. Taxation is theft. Rights are not granted by the government. That's actually true. Rights are not granted by the government. <laughs> Rights are self 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 deemed. You got anything else for us with him? We got what we got. Solano over Ethereum. That's what I have. Solano over Ethereum. Yes. Looks like. There's a lot of fees right now for Where? Bitcoin. Seven day average for, for Bitcoin fees was in the seven million dollars. One day fees generated recently it was close to twelve million. Jesus. It has to do with ordinals. I'm gonna say not financial advice. Stock up on your soul. Stock up on soul. <laughs> I think it's so related. Wow. Well, I got nothing else. You got anything interesting? I feel like I had something, but I forgot. Oh, I, I, I want to end on this. I was listening to Elon's book. Spotify cut me short. <laughs> Spotify cut you short? Yes. What so happened? you can listen to audiobooks on Spotify now. That's a new feature. It's a new feature they added recently. We talked about last podcast. Uh huh. You're, ta- you're maxed out per month at 15 hours. 15 hours. Yes. So you you listen to 15 hours of Elon's book on yes. Spotify. Because it's a 20 hour book, apparently. Wow. Okay, so how how long does that cap last? Like fifteen hours per per month? Per month, yeah, and it renews every month. And it, yeah, it renews every month. But so, so you got I'll, five hours left in that book. Yes, I was gonna buy the rest of the hours because you can top it off. You can buy some more. Okay, well, how much it was? <laughs> ten hours it was twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine for ten hours? Yes. Damn, Spotify plans on making a killing off of that service. So I don't think it's Spotify. No. It's just the agreement they have with the audio the audio books um, people host ho, um, host or the people who the publishers that host the audio books. Yeah, I think it's on them because oh, okay. I'm pretty sure they have to like either buy per copy that people use or something. Yeah, like for that. sure, something like that. Yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, damn. But Tad, Elon's not the same. Elon's not the same. He's not built the same. Oh, like he's built different. He's built different. Okay. I thought you meant like he's not the same, like he's changed over the years. He no, he's pretty, from the book to where he is. He's he's changed a little bit because fame did has affected that, but more so it's um his model on things is just like 
question everything, mm-hmm. delete everything, bring back 10%. If you don't bring back 10%, you didn't delete enough. If you don't, if you if you don't bring back, if you don't have to rehire ten percent, not hire, like, like in anything, uh-huh. I mean, like uh, if, for a starship, to. he goes get make it as simple as possible. Mm-hmm. If we don't have to bring back ten percent of things we removed from starship, mm-hmm. we didn't take, we didn't make it simple enough. Mm-hmm. That goes for the starship. That goes for the rockets. That, that guy operates on a lean strategy. Well, he had to. That's the only reason he was able to make money. Because mm-hmm. all his companies until recent were bleeding money. True. I mean. Twitter was bleeding money. That's why he had to. He did what he did, and that's why he rehired so many of the developers he got rid of and mm-hmm. coders and everything. Yeah, everyone wow. was like, I remember when he did that. Everyone was like uh, judging him and just being like, "Why do you why do you get rid of so many essential staff at Twitter?" Because he goes, "They're not essential. they're not essential." <laughs> Until he's like, "Oh, maybe uh, this guy was this guy, yeah, that yeah. guy was." And, but the only way to tell is once you could get rid of once them. You get rid of them. Like actually get rid of them. That's, that? why we, that's why Vivek needs to clean out clean out the wanna know how he would do it? The swamp. What? You know wanna know how Vivek would do it? Sure. Cause apparently you can't just get rid of people selectively because not that can tie into yeah, this, like, like whatever um laws or mm-hmm. um, protections are. For sure. So the only way to do mass layoffs. Layoffs is what he said was I'm gonna get if you the beginning of your number starts mm-hmm. for an example, starts with it, your beginning of your number, your social security number is um even you stay. Mm-hmm. If it's odd, you leave. <laughs> what? Just like that? Just like that. Just like that. I don't know how social security numbers are printed, but that's wild. Yep. That is quite insane. And he goes, and he goes. I don't think that's going to be enough either way, so I'll do it again. If the ending of your number is even, you leave. And if it's odd, you stay. Whoa. So he's going to half it two times. Get rid of 75%. It's not seventy five percent, but it's close. It is seventy five percent. Getting half and then half. You're right. <laughs> and he was like, and at that point, we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And he said this on a, on on the pod with pa- PBD Patrick Brad David. He goes, Patrick goes, but you're gonna lose some important hires. Some important. He goes, we'll just rehire them. We'll just, re- we'll just get them back on. He goes, but it's the only way to either get mass layoffs mm-hmm. without any repercussions, and is only way for to find out who's essential mm-hmm. and then not only that now you could actually get funding that and get things to work and get like, efficiently yeah like actually incentivize the people who are doing the, uh, the job to do it right so like, you will be fairly compensated for doing r- good work yeah interesting but i do recommend everyone listen to elon's book what's it called i have no idea just fun yeah <laughs> Bro, just look up Elon Musk's book, and I'm sure it's and it'll, and it'll pop up. Pretty sure <laughs> he's like that's how, I, that's how I found it. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Um, damn, but like 20 hours worth of an audiobook. Is it's really called Elon Musk. Okay, just search up Elon Musk. Is it your Times bestseller? No, I think it just puts in perspective who he is, and part of the reasons why he got the companies to where they are. He's not an easy guy to work with. Dude's intense. No, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure he holds. I wouldn't want to. I couldn't work with him. You wouldn't want to work with him. I would. I would spit at him. I would hit him. Like I would fight. Like there's a fist fight coming. <laughs> yeah. He he talked to me the way he talked to him. I would swing on him. I don't doing. give a fadoodle kick how much. I would have fought him. I 100 percent guarantee you that much. He talks to me a little crazy like that. I'm, I'm hitting him. You you can tell they're all engineers because then ever once he not once they go they they swung on me. No, because I would have swung. 
If you if you heard the things that he said, oh, honey, I was swinging. At you. you call me an idiot in front of everyone. I'm swinging on you. I'm swinging. I'm hitting you <laughs> and straight in the face. This guy. <laughs> but not the point. That's not the point. <laughs> it's a really good book. It also puts perspective on the level of person you are to get to where you like the levels of business. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it takes it takes character, unique character. Yeah, to get to unique places. And he, yeah, and his thing was also like question everything. I don't know. I feel like we're on tangent at this point. Uh, I mean, it's just something you read or heard this this week, so it's important. Week. Yeah, it's a, it has to do with uh, character development. All right, maybe part of your journey. That's part of that's part of the reason why I do this podcast. It's part of the journey. Yeah, just no. Yeah, part of the reason why I do the podcast is to document like progression through time, uh, seeing how uh, I we get better at information articulation. Uh, who we are, what we're going through, like things, things like that. Mm-hmm. I will say we don't talk about specific coins very often, but if you are interested, you should follow Crypto Banter so you can get like those picks. Yeah, Crypto Banter is very good at at talking about a variety of coins, like but provide- coins you can probably make two five hundred x on. Allegedly, I don't know about allegedly. Allegedly, because I I haven't made five hundred x on any of those. Oh, granted, I haven't invested in any. Yeah, all right, coins. maybe that's why. <laughs> But I'm just saying. That's why I'm saying. That's why I'm saying allegedly. Look, I bought Soul. I'm up. <laughs> look, I bought Soul. It's like me saying, look, I bought Bitcoin, I bought ETH, bought all these things. Yeah, but fuck ETH. So it's, you're up. No, but I bought. But yeah, it's just all good ideas, good potential trades. I'm sure we'll have an episode where we dive in, dive in more so for what tokens. T- Technical we, trades. What yeah, we're, we're, what we're looking. What we're, what we we'll be looking at in the next bull run. And in, in this bull run. And the bull run, which hasn't started, which hasn't taken off, but it will soon. Yeah, I it, I, I, I agree. Like that just seems like what's gonna happen. Bull run <clears throat> is here, and it will. ETFs ETFs are around the corner. That was pushed, by the way, until January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bitcoin halving is around the corner. A year and a half from now. Exchange liquidity all time lows. Yeah, like it's just it's happening. People also inflow of you of of cash coming in, new money, um, not just old money. Market cap's grown a little bit. More wallets. I think we've we passed. I don't know if I said this on on an episode or two before. Um, one million. We have over one million individual Bitcoin wallets holding yeah. one Bitcoin in their wallet, which is insane. So yeah, definitely primed for a new a new a new run. Yeah. Also, fun information. Last three months, eighty-eight percent of the Bitcoin has not moved. Eighty-eight percent. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Twelve has been fluctuating. Liquidity is just getting lower and more tighter. So, and these ETFs have to buy that up because those eighty-eight percent that are holding aren't selling to the aren't they're not aren't selling to institutions. Hell no. Unless unless they reach a hundred thousand, some of them might. Unless they need it, I don't think so. Unless yeah, yeah. yeah. Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor ain't selling. Currently owns one hundred fifty thousand Bitcoin. One hundred fifty-five thousand Bitcoin. Him himself, the Michael strategies. No, more William. One hundred fifty-five thousand. I think that's the. I think that's the last purchase they made. No, one hundred fifty-five thousand total. Hold on, I think I have a, a coin somewhere here. You want to put money on it? Um, twenty bucks. Let's put twenty bucks on. Twenty it. bucks. Okay, I got you. Uh, what's it called? Uh, how much Bitcoin does Michael strategies own? Yeah, but there's a website that says it. How much? I'm sure. Bitcoin. There's a website specifically. I got. I'll find it. Uh, that says how much Bitcoin like exchange like entities hold. Oh. Um. How much Bitcoin does? 
as he looks around, the links for Vivek giving explaining the three free the history his policy will be in the link, and so will any other topics we talked about. So you guys can go ahead and look it up yourselves. Okay, so in this particular article, it does say one hundred fifty-eight thousand four hundred Bitcoin holdings as a total cost of. As He's of up four billion dollars. October. Four billion. He's up four bill. Wow. That's a lot. He owes me twenty bucks. I'm gonna find that website, then I'll show it to him. Okay. But as of right now, I owe him twenty bucks. <laughs> well, it's been another week of sometimes crypto. Oh wait, should stop. Likes. Like, subscribe. We'll be here next week. Comment. Happy Thanksgiving to those. I, I reply when I get to them. I promise I do reply. Happy Turkey Day. Happy Turkey Day. Be safe. Have a great long weekend for those who have it, for those who don't. And if you don't work, flick your finger, flick the finger to the boss. I hope you enjoy it even more. I don't know. <laughs> flick your finger to the boss. If you don't, if you oh, work. If you don't. Okay, yeah, true. True that. Well, just call the day off. You can sign us out. Thank you for tuning into your favorite crypto podcast. Sometimes crypto. The unscripted crypto podcast. Hey yo.